Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. We are glad you're joining us this week. And today I have a special guest. Some of you know, some may not know, but it's a dear friend of mine. I consider her a sister, Miss Maddie Randall. Good morning, Maddie. Good morning. How you doing, friend? Uh, I'm hanging in there for right now. Well, Maddie, I appreciate that in the midst of you hanging in, you're willing to let me interview you because that's exactly why I'm reaching out to you for such a time as this to see, can I interview you? Um, But before we get into that, um, share a little bit about who you are, Maddie. Okay. I am Maddie Randall. I was, as in our culture, I was the first lady. They still call me that at our church, Resurrection House Baptist Church. Uh, My husband, Marcus Randall, was the pastor, and he recently went home to be with the Lord. And we were empty nesters of four children, combined children in the marriage. And we started Resurrection House about 13 years ago. We just celebrated our 13th year anniversary. Mm. And it has been a whirlwind. I was a office manager for about 15 years after leaving the corporate sector for a real estate company. And it was, you know, a little challenging trying to navigate both church and and work. And so it was it was like a pleasure when she closed the office and Mm -hmm. I was to help my husband full time, which became a struggle as well. It's been a roller coaster. And it's been both a joy and a pain at times. Uh, Ministry was difficult because I didn't sign up for ministry. I signed up to be a helper in the church. I didn't sign up to be a church leader, so to speak. And with being a pastor's wife, it it entails a lot more than I thought I was going to have to do. And but we did it. And it didn't make sense a lot of times. We clashed a lot of times. And one of the biggest things we used to always say is we would never bring our personal into ministry. Whatever went on at home, the church, the church didn't know about it. And we always made it. It it just seemed like it just worked, but it was hard. And in his passing, it became extra hard because one of the things that I find myself doing is always making sure everyone else was okay. Everyone else was taken care of. But I never really took the time to make sure Maddie was okay. Mm-hmm. And and I can say this without trying to praise Carmen, but until I met Carmen, I didn't know what real ministry was for women. I didn't know I actually had a voice outside of the church. So always helping people help me to realize that I wasn't doing enough for the kingdom, more than enough and in abundance for everyone else. And when I started taking the classes and going to the different uh, events and going to the different workshops and I started to realize that there was a little bit more about Maddie that I didn't know. And I was able to understand that Maddie actually mattered 
Mm, amen. Amen. Maddie, I want to, um, first, you're kind. You're very kind. Um, <laughs> God allowed our paths to cross, and I'm so yeah. grateful. Um, and ladies, if you're listening, this is such an example of what we mean by that community. You know, we're a community of sisters who are just kingdom focused and um, spurring each other on. But man, the learning is valuable when we learn from each other. Not just maybe a, a, sometimes a book just as a dialogue, right? We did a concept, but then when we can unwrap that in our own context. But as we learn life and, 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 you know, Maddie, I'll unpack a little bit of this because one of the things that God's gifted me with with you is you've become that safe inner circle. And, and there's many people that he, he does that, ladies. If you're listening, that's the beauty of being part of a community because there's those inner circles. And I had somebody just this last week tell me, um, I'll just, I'll just say Heidi Flannery, um, and, She was referenced in her pastor and a book that she read. And and I said, you know, I said, when women are connecting, it's like what you just said, Maddie. It's like something is waking up inside of us kind of like and it's not Carmen. Carmen may be a connector, Mm -hmm. but God is opening our eyes to something. And, you know, there's something not more but different that you need to be part of. Because it brings a balance. And, and of course, when we talk about leading self and the things we talk about in our cohorts, that starts to make sense because you learn how God wired you and how certain things that are your strengths, it brings you energy. So you need to plug in and make sure that those it may look like you're working harder, but those things are so important because it brings energy. But one of the things she told me is I said, you know, as we're meeting women. They want to get involved. And I said, I'm having a hard time thinking, where do we plug them in that it's not superficial? You know, because I never want it to seem when when God's working, that's when you join in. And, you know, so I like to lean in for that conversation. But, you know, sometimes it's hard to know where to place them. And, and you know, Maddie, when she was talking, she and this is what you just described. She said, um, there's this inner circle, Carmen, and, and then there's another circle and another circle. And it doesn't mean anybody in those circles is any less important. But there might be a different type of relationship for that particular season. And she didn't even realize how she was speaking into me. And I thought that is that was valuable. That's, I think, where we're at. You know, God put that inner, that that's safe, that I could come and say, hey, Maddie, culturally, because you knew me, right? You knew me and my heart, and you knew that my goal was not to hurt somebody, but I could go to you and say, hey, culturally, what's acceptable here? Or you could see me responding in a certain cultural perspective and you could say, uh-uh, girl, that's not, that that won't work here. Or, and I love that. So ladies, if you're listening, this is why we do community because it, like Maddie said, it is kingdom focused work. The enemy wants to come and defeat us and shut it down and stop us. And this is where we come together to have each other's, each other's back. So, so I, I didn't plan on saying that, but I appreciate you bringing <laughs> it up, you know? So Maddie, let's go ahead and pivot though, because that is why, I mean, you just jumped right in there, friend. But that's what I want to do today. We're getting ready to start these leadership cohorts again. Mm-hmm. Some have heard of them, some have not. And specifically the one foundational, how do we lead ourselves? How has God wired us? Those self-discovery, um, learning how you tick so that you know that you're going to respond like this in certain situations unless you're thinking of it. But that importance of leading ourselves and that being foundational to anything else that we do and how that shifts. And I was at the CMBA conference and you could not have been more gracious, but I'm like, that needs to be shared out because it's your it's your own testimonial. And you've already talked about all the seasons and transitions that you've lived through that you've had to go back now and pull some of those tools out of your toolbox and and take a fresh look at 
How am I leading myself now in this situation or this situation or this situation? So talk a little bit about that, your experience with the cohorts and how those have applied to your life. Uh, the cohorts are, are really a great tool. The, let me go back a little bit. You you said something that was so, so dead on and and about the circles, you know. I've always been a private person. My life was mine. And I would share, I would have close friends and I would share a little bit with this one, a little bit with that one. And my safe place was I can share a lot with a lot of different people, but I won't give everything to one person. Mm. So building that that circle of friendship that was safe places for me. The, those cohorts did that in a broader sense, because where I had a very small circle now, I have a circle of women that really understand where I'm coming from or hearing what I have to say. The cohorts were just phenomenal as far as where I was. And, and most of the time it would hit some of the the places that I was most vulnerable and make that come out. Leading yourself was, you know, that was, you know, the leadership, anything about leadership was very valuable because if I don't know how to lead myself, how can I help someone else? And that was the biggest thing. There was another one that we did where clout, that was phenomenal. It just, you know, took me to another place. We had a, a larger one that we did, but where we had to assess ourselves, you know. So all of the cohorts really, you know, break you out of your shell. And and it and what I really love about it is cross cultural. Mm. It was like you were saying, you you know, we have a safe place where we can just say what we need to say and try to figure out what's right and what's wrong in that culture so we don't cross those lines and when you're studying with women who are not like you you get to learn their culture mm -hmm. and you become friends with these people that are all over the place we're, we're you know we're in illinois but we're not in chicago and we're not in dalton and we're not in springfield we're all over we come from different backgrounds and those cohorts allows us an opportunity to not just see us but see others in a different light Mm, that's that's a that's a really good word, Maddie. And I have just I've gleaned from exactly what you said. And so obviously, like Maddie's saying, ladies, a lot of times our cohorts, you're working at something on your own pace, but we meet online. You know, so we come together once a month for an hour, an hour and a half, and we meet online. So it's not like you're traveling. There, there's sometimes they'll meet in person, but you know that's not kind of where it's at. But yes, the friendships, and then you realize the networking starts to happen, and it goes, and and that's the beauty of a cohort. If you've never participated, it's like-minded people coming together with a common cause. But you're doing, you're just doing that layer of learning together, and then. You lay out your own examples. You know, this is what it looked like. And then before long, you've learned so much more than what was anything on a syllabus because mm -hmm. you, you again and that I mean, there that's what adult education is built on. The fact that we've had a little bit of life experience. And so we, we play off of that. So that's really good. That's really good. Maddie, I want to ask a couple specific questions. 
Well, I always say this when I when I'm facilitating the the leading self, right? I said it's not a once and done. It's not something we learn. Okay, it's like it's not kindergarten. Like I went to kindergarten. It's that ground level, but it's not like oh, I went to kindergarten. I never have to go back to kindergarten. It doesn't work that way. I say it's more like going to the doctor's office. You learn some tools, but you go to the doctor and you get your lab work. But next year when you come back, he's going to do that same lab work. And when you come back, he's going to do the same lab work. And if something happens between between your annual appointments that your body, something's out of whack, he's going to do that same lab work. He may mm-hmm. put in some additional lab work, but he's always going to look at the baseline to see what's out of whack. That is very similar to leading self. When we introduce some of these tools and how we wire, it's a little bit easier to realize I might be out of balance here. And what are some things that I could maybe find out why so I can address the real source, right, of why I might be out of balance. But more importantly, we can start to use it proactively as God moves us forward because you've lived a lot of life transition. And one you've not mentioned, I know you have the weight of being a caregiver to your sweet mama. That's heavy. And a lot of women are finding themselves in that role proactively we can learn this is how Carmen ticks so if Carmen's not careful um, I always think of the one we do on spiritual gifts we all celebrate spiritual mm-hmm. gifts but I love that we look at what a spiritual gifts look like in a crisis right mm-hmm. sounds good yeah. over here but yeah. boy that's an eye-opener yeah. to women when we're like but what about in a crisis what does a spiritual gift look like that is an eye-opener but it also helps a Carmen know how to be proactive to know when these crises or these stressors hit my life I better be careful and be aware because my spiritual gift is not quite a gift to anybody it can go just the opposite and I can do devastation to relationships that matter to me mm-hmm. So I want you to share a little bit. You, you, you've shared and been general. I want you to speak to the woman who may be contemplating, thinking, is this for me or not for me, of why they should second think joining a cohort or sharing this information with somebody they know. Well, for me, cohort is, is for us. It, it, I mean, anyone, not, not just pastor's wife and not just the Sunday school teacher and not just the uh, youth director. It is for us. And we can gain so much from, again, going through these studies because I've always liked the the thought of a, a famous singer, Patti LaBelle. She sang this song, when you've been blessed, pass it on. When you learn, it it gets so exciting because when you start to learn, you start to say, oh, wow, I didn't know this. Or, oh, wow, I can pick this up. Oh, wow, I can use this in my life. Oh, wow, this thing is happening right now. Amen. You get excited and you just can't hold it. You got to tell somebody. And when you start to spread the, the, the joy that you get out of learning you and learning how to navigate life and ministry, you begin to want others to hear about it. So uh, cohorts are so they are so important. They are so right now. Because of even in in the pandemic, they are so right now. And in crisis, again, I, I, I went through, you know, losing my job and I had to make an adjustment. Didn't know how I was going to do it. Didn't know how I was going to navigate it. And then the the house got empty. It was just he and I. So the, the loss of community within the home, all the children are gone. All the grandchildren are gone. And they're so far away. We don't get to see them 
that's another transition that I had to navigate and losing my husband. But before I lost him, he was ill. He had cancer. I can, you know, I can say that now. He had cancer. He was ill. He started not thinking clearly. So I had to take on the role of taking care of him and the church at the same time to keep everything going. And at that, at the same time, my mom was still, it is still dealing with dementia. And I had to take care of him and her at the same time, him during the day, her at night. But in between that, when the pandemic hit, I had an autistic, I have an autistic great nephew and he had to learn from home. So I had to jump in because my sister was still working and go and help him try to navigate a computer going to school. So I had all of these things going on at one time and still was not able to get back to doing what I needed to do as far as self-care. I was able to pick up one of the books and it outlined time management. Mm. And when we went, when I went back and I was looking at it and I was like, okay, Lord, I hear you. Time management. I'm not managing my time well. Help me to do what I need to do. But had I not gone through the cohort, like you were saying, I would not have had those tools to go back and pick that stuff up. And I would not have been able to live through all of the hectic things that I had to do for my husband, my great nephew and my mom. And when when he passed, I, I have not had time to grieve because I'm still dealing with the other two. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was hard not being able to look at where I was. Because it was just a fast pace of keeping busy, keeping busy, keeping busy. And with keeping busy, it it made it hard to connect to other people because I didn't have the time management that I needed. Mm. When I started to connect with other people, I still couldn't express where I was because the people that I was connecting with, had not gone through what I was going through. Mm-hmm. And when I did finally connect with someone that was dealing with something similar, I was getting helped by helping them only because I had what I needed through the cohorts and I was sharing my books. So I felt like I was getting what I needed because I was giving what I learned away. I so appreciate you sharing that, Maddie, because we often say that this is discipleship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's discipleship. How did God design us? How do we tick? This is discipleship. But I love what you said when you're learning. You know, you can't help but tell it you're excited. It gives other people permission to learn, which is why it's so healthy for the local church. Because when women are getting, and men, but, you know, our audience right now, women, when women are becoming stronger, you know, leaders of themselves, that spills out. Marriages are stronger. You know, their parenting skills are stronger because influence is influence. And it, mm-hmm. it I don't care how you're leveraging it towards whatever relationships. Influence is always about people. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. always about people. Mm-hmm. And is that not evangelism? And is that not discipleship? And those churches get healthier because when the leaders are starting to learn and they get excited 
spills over. Peter Senge has a book. Um, I think it's called The Fifth Discipline. He talks about learning organizations. It gives other people permission to learn. I remember my husband. He would he would say, "Now I practice this word, you know." And what he was telling the what he was telling our church family is, "I may not be able to speak the big words, but I looked this one up and I've learned to say it because it's important." But I used to tell him, "I said I love when you take those moments because you're te- you're sh- you're being transparent to tell us you didn't know, but you went and looked it up, and it, obviously it was important enough that you're like, I need you to hear this definition." And I said, "You just right. got." You gave it. We learned what you learned, which and that's the cohort. So mm-hmm. everybody's learning catapults and that's mm-hmm. discipleship. Everybody's Bible study catapults and we learn from each other. But I told him, I said, when you do that, and this is what you just did, Maddie, it gives other people permission to do the same thing. Go learn. And then we're that much stronger because we bring it all back. And collectively, the church has more resources. That's just the way God resources us. Right. So that that's a really good word. That's a good word. Yeah. Uh, the church that we came from, Mission of Faith Baptist Church. Pastor Eugene Gibson, he used to always say, you can't continue to learn and not give it away because you become obese. Oh, that's good. And just always learning and never sharing it. You become obese and you have uh, this wealth of knowledge that you're not allowing other people to know. So being transparent and letting them know, okay, I don't know the answer. And he, he used to always say that, that, you know, if you don't know the answer, just say you don't know. And and he, he would always say that's homework. If if he didn't have an answer for me, everybody had to study so that when yeah. we come back together, all of us had an answer. So we can't get we can't get to the place of always learning and never sharing. And with the cohorts, we're sharing our, our most deepest thoughts and our most vulnerable points because if we let you know that we don't know and we have to research it, then they'll be free to say, okay, if you don't know, then that means I got to study a little bit more. Oh, that's really good, Maddie. I love that quote. You can't continue to learn and not give it away or you just become obese. That is good. Maddie, I may need a cricket. That may, <laughs> that may go on a wall or a t-shirt or whatever. I love that. You you reach back out to him and you say that your quote is going viral because that's huge. I love it. I love it. I wish I could. He's gone home as well. He's gone. Oh home my goodness. You know what? I say his, this a lot. He's ministering us from the grave. Yeah. His teaching is still going. It's still going. When we share and when we're sharing and we're giving it away, those things outlive us. Yes, that's the kingdom. When God says, how are you stewarding, right? What do you do with this that I gave you yeah. these talents? This is the stewardship that you invest and it grows and grows and grows. Eyes on the kingdom. That is so good. So good. Friends, I could talk all day. Um, this is the hard part for me with podcasts because at some point I got to wrap it down. Um, so thank you so much for joining us and speaking into our friends that are listening today. It was my pleasure. I love it. I love it. What a good reminder to you. Um, We're not called to do this alone, right? We're called to share. So if you're not connected, get connected with us. You can follow us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. Find us on Instagram at at Illinois Baptist Women. Check out our website, ibsa.org backslash women. In the the episode notes, I'm going to put a link to these cohorts that are launching in June. And remember, we want you there. Consider it. There's the online courses, um, our equipped course that you can take this. But I 
I want you to really consider joining the table for these cohorts where um, same material, but a little bit different environment. Maybe the online course isn't for you, but it's there. The equip course is there if you want to take it in a class format. And I just want you to consider joining. I'm going to facilitate the ones this summer. I look forward to getting to spend some time getting to know you guys. If you have any questions, reach out to me. But again, the, the information will be in the episode notes. Maddie, are you okay if I share your contact information in the episode yeah. notes? If some of the, yeah. Thank you, because I know there's going to be women wanting to reach out and, and have a further discussion with you. So I appreciate that. All right, ladies. I thank you so much for joining us. Pray that you have a blessed rest of your Friday. Have a wonderful weekend, a peaceful Sabbath, and I'll see you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org slash women.